Um, in some ways, you can see it kind of the open borders protest um, that you had this um, burst of popular enthusiasm for what seems such an unlikely and hitherto fringe political position that in some ways it prefigured some of the um, BLM protests that we've seen over this over the last year. And anyway, so um, it was a mis- it was a puzzle to me at the time, and I've never seen um, a better account of it than what I read in the review of Martin Sandbu's, oh, in Strake's review of Martin Sandbu's book, and particularly that he explains how German domestic politics effectively engulfed Europe in this particular moment. So Angela Merkel, it was crucial. Not a, so it was crucial for Angela Merkel to retake, to recover moral high ground in the context of the Greek debt crisis when um, protesters all over Europe and in Greece in particular were walking around with placards of Angela Merkel with Hitler moustache and the tension over um, Greece's continuing in the Eurozone was so bitter and intense. Um, and at the same time, it was how... Um, the CDU and Merkel in particular affected a transformation to or attempted transformation to German demography and political economy so that the German politicians were particularly attuned to Germany's demographic problems and aging population, lack of population growth and how they're going to be able to support this aging population with such a large, um, given the fact that um, uh, their productive part of the Uh, German population is shrinking, and that, in effect, um, you had a lot of highly trained, um, highly skilled um, people among the refugees and migrants who came into Germany in that point. And what effectively Merkel achieved, according um, according to Strake in the review, was that she achieved this transformation by making it humanitarian. So instead of devising a kind of a systematic and justified and elaborated um, immigration policy um, and a policy of kind of growth and um, a justified account of why Germany needed a particular kind of migrant um, and how this might be, how they might work to convince Germany's voters and citizens, instead it was affected through the idea that they had to do it because this was what humanitarian, international humanitarianism and human decency demanded. Um, and so I was, anyway, I just found that a tremendously convincing account of a period that was still puzzling to me. And the humanitarian, and this I think is very important because that effectively the open board, what appeared as a kind of as a radical open border sentiment was in fact humanitarian rather than political. So it wasn't an idea of a transformed account of state and society, but rather based on this overwhelming um, spasm of sympathy for um, for and as alleviating human suffering rather than transforming society. And I think that's um, crucial to understand to the politics of that um, open borders moment. Um, and indeed, it passed very quickly. So it melted away um, and has kind of receded. Anyway, so... Um, an excellent account of German politics in a very other, hitherto puzzling moment of um, what happened with the refugee crisis at that particular point. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that's absolutely right, though. I, I think fingering, uh, <laughs> finger, you know, pointing the finger, better put, at humanitarianism um, isn't exactly right. Because, I mean, the, what, what is at issue is Merkel's absolute prioritization of tactics over strategy, which is a point that Shrek made. Uh, in conversation with us when when we interviewed him at the end of last year. It's her insistence or her mode of operation, which is almost like what 
people like Tony Blair were criticized earlier, um, and people forget this in holding up uh, Angela Merkel as the leader of the free world and whatever, um, that she is as flimsy and flighty as a, a, a Blair, completely responding to media signals um, rather than having any kind of consistent plan. And I came across, but I mean, but I think it's consistent with what I said, right? Because yeah, no, no, it is. It is, is there is no vision. Of yeah. transforming German society. And, but but so I'm, I, what I'm getting to, to is that people might respond, yes, but so what? Because ultimately, what we are, what we want to defend is not um, good capitalist rationale for you know uh, importing workers so that to raise productivity to make up for a labor gap, blah 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 blah. We we would say no, we should do things based on uh, common humanity, or should do things um, and exercise power in a much more a direct way. So if people are suffering, we should go and help them rather than hide behind some, uh, you know, kind of obtuse capitalist justification. Um, right. But I think, I think what, what, it, what should, so, you know, I, the point being that, look, something game good came of this. Why should we, uh, why should we care about the reasons? Right. Uh, who, why, why should we care if the reasons are. Um, well, look, I mean, Wait, are you asking or you're saying that this would be a kind of this would be what this, someone might say? This is what someone might say. Um, and, and I think the reason I think maybe the re answer to that. So to, you know, playing devil's advocate there and trying to come up with an answer is that, you know, Merkel didn't really have a plan for integrating these this the, these immigrants. Right. They, in fact, these refugees. Um it's not, and it's not systematic. So although it's good that those 1 million people, uh, many of whom, you know, kind of stranded at Budapest station, um, being tossed from one country to the other with no, none of the European neighbors wanting to take them in, um, them acting as a bargaining chip with, uh, with the EU's deal with Erdogan as it would later become, um, you know, it's good that they, that, that they were able to find a home, but I think there, you know, it's not just about opening the borders, of course, that being better than maybe them stranded in a, in a kind of uh, citizenless no man's land, no man's land, but it's that they, they still need jobs. Many, very few were hired. Um, there probably wasn't a house, you know, they were there wasn't housing built to accommodate them and so on. So I think that's probably the, the kind of answer to why not, why not just accept and, and cheerlead well, the, the big humanitarian gesture. Well, because, I mean, because it's humanitarian, I think, is the point. Um, so, you know, it's an unsustainable politics. So, I mean, obviously, kind of in with respect to the people concerned, um, their lives have improved. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't call it purely as a kind of as a kind of um, capitalist logic or something with respect to um, their integration into German society. No, the no, I wasn't saying that was. Yeah, I was saying more well, the no, kind of justification of, uh, you know, plugging holes in the labor market and things like that. No, sure. But I mean, but those, you know, but those concerns aren't, aren't small ones either, right? I mean, demography, productivity and growth are serious long-term questions for which answers are needed one way or another. Um, so the, I think the issue is that it was humanitarian. So in the sense that it does nothing to address the um, source of the conflict or the, um, you know, the dynamics of the conflict, and also that it wasn't justified democratically. So it wasn't justified as to why German citizens should have buy-in um, to this particular vision for a future for German society, but was justified on the basis of moral obligation and international law in order to boost Merkel's standing vis-a-vis -vis, um, EU rivals and competitors in the context of an intensely difficult and tortuous debt crisis. So I think all of those things factor in as well. And though the, li you know, the lives of the people who've been absorbed into German society are certainly improved, but the question, you know, the conflict, the conflict and the origins of the conflict remain.